0: Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, this is going to be a real special one. We're going to be talking about finding your inner treasures, your inner talent, and helping you shift from perhaps your day job or perhaps rethinking what you're currently doing in your business and perhaps pivoting into something new. Well, you're going to get all these tips about what to do, how to think about going about that process of discovering, learning more about yourself coming to you after this short break. Hey, and we're back. But before we dive into today's message, as always, I want to go over a couple of house cleaning things. Number one, if you've been listening for the very first time or you've been listening for multiple episodes, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know that you can be listening to a whole bunch of other stuff, so I appreciate you spending your time with me. If you really like my stuff and you really want to help other people know about it. I would kindly ask if you would write me a review. Send me a message at helloanddeniseglee.com and I'd love to send you a little token of my appreciation. I know you're going to really like it. It's going to be helpful for those of you who are just trying to figure out what you want to do in terms of selling online and I think this resource is going to be really beneficial. And I also want to invite you to follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter, you can find me at Denise G. G Lee and find me there. And as always, if you have any other questions or concerns about anything I say, also reach out to me at hello at deniseglee.com and let's continue the conversation. Okay, today this is a little bit of a departure from what I normally talk about. You know, if you've been listening for quite some time, it's more about business ish issues about your mindset and about obviously how to sell and how to show up and how to write content and all that stuff. But today I want to do a little bit of a diversion from that. And the reason behind that is because, well, first first and foremost, I remember when I first started to try to figure out what I wanted to do for my business. And I felt a lot of confusion because I had a lot of interest. I had a lot of things that were on my mind and I didn't know exactly where to go or what to do because there's a lot of things that fascinated me. And I didn't really know if I should put my all my attention into one thing and then let the other thing go to the side burner. And I really wish I had someone kind of helping me. So this episode is really kind of birthed from all the frustration and confusion and everything that I struggled with. And I'm hoping that if you're in that same spot where you're either looking to either change jobs, change businesses, change side hustles, or whatever you're at in your current stage of business, this is something that I could be of tremendous benefit for you. So if you need to listen to this episode again, please do so. Because I don't want you to feel like you only can listen to this one shot, one shot only. I personally, if I really like an episode, I save it on on my phone. You can figure out which way you want to rec- have this episode saved. And obviously take notes if you need to. But that being said, let's get into it. One of the, Number one is when you're thinking about what you want to do, how you want to serve, you first need to be aware of your spiritual gifts and calling. Now, when I say spiritual gifts, that's more kind of a Christian Judeo thing. And you can look up literally there's surveys online where you say, assess my spiritual gift. And it could be acts of, you know, what you're serving, you know, acts where, you know, your' more prophetic or acts of where you, you give your time, your talents. there's so many different ways that you can serve. and based on your preferences and your proclivities, it can assess certain kind of possessions, sorry, professions that are are equipped best equipped for your personality. It's kind of like a Myers- Brig, but different. But obviously, you know you can always take the Myers- briggs test but a spiritual gift is more focusing on more of a spiritual aspect and i've noticed that a lot of the people who follow me or connect with me they're also of that spiritual wavelength so that's why i mentioned spiritual gifts but you can always look at your myers brick and it can also give you some recommended jobs or recommended fields of study that may pique your interest now, if you're like me, you're going to love so many different things, so I would suggest that only look at the top three to five that really speak the most to you, the things that really light you up and get, get you excited. For me, I love the idea of nursing and physical therapy because I like staying active. I like staying fit, but I also love the gift of teaching and consulting and mentoring. Right now in the season of my life, I enjoy immensely more being a business coach than anything else because although I do love staying active, and I love exercising, my mind is more stimulated through solving problems of unique business challenges than necessarily solving problems about fitness and mobility issues, but that's okay. We all kind of shift and evolve as time goes on. So that's why it's so important to keep aware of where your interests are and why you are interested in certain things. And the Myers-Briggs or your sp- looking up your spiritual gifts can help you go in that right direction. Okay. Now let's talk about people and or the needs, or the type of work that you feel called for. For all of us, I truly believe all of us have that kind of nudging that help us figure out where we best fit, where we best feel called for. When I first came to the Austin area, Austin, Texas area, I was trying to figure out myself what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be for my volunteering. I truly believe that in order for us to grow personally and spiritually and emotionally, we need to be volunteering our time doing something that's outside of ourselves. And when I first was talking about it with my faith community and with some other friends, I thought... Maybe I should be working at uh, corrections. for example, there are lots of programs where you can go into a correctional facility and help people who are wayward and help people who are have been recently incarcerated or on their way to be uh, released from prison and That didn't happen for me. I was on my way to try to get paperwork and working in that particular area, that particular field, and things didn't work out the way I wanted to. But there is a good thing that happened. During that same process, there was also a need for ushers. And I took upon the opportunity to usher. And lo and behold, that was actually a much better fit for me emotionally with my schedule and with everything that was on my mind at that time. I had a lot of different issues going on uh, with my family. And I didn't think that, in hindsight, thinking about it, working in in a uh, correctional facility even as a volunteer was the best place for me to be but everyone is different there is no hard and fast rules of things that you feel like you're passionate about that it has to be one particular region uh, region sorry one particular uh, region or one particular area I discovered I still loved greeting, I still loved interacting, I still like you know showing love, but I didn't have to do it in a deep and personal way um, in a correctional facility, and then I could do it as an usher, I could help talk with people, I could pray with people on the side, I could help uh, show people different new areas where they can integrate into the church. So I For me, being an usher was best for me, but for you, you may have to pivot and think about other things that you may not have considered when you're coming and deciding what you want to do, even if it interests you. So it's really important when you're thinking about, okay, what should I be doing? Is it a good, even though people are... I'm attracted to it because there are certain people that are involved is it really a good fit for you emotionally with what's going on with your family what's going on with perhaps other issues that are may activate certain traumatic events i think about this one young woman who could not work at an abortion clinic because there was an incident in her family where somebody was aborted and it brought up a lot of emotional issues without the family. And going into the details about that is beside the point of this episode. But the point I'm trying to make is that it was too true. She couldn't, even though she had a heart for wanting to work with women, she didn't want to work in that environment It because it just brought up so many bad family memories and issues. And she didn't feel like it was going to be beneficial, even if she was volunteering it, to be around that kind of environment. So you have to think about for yourself, considering everything that you've got going on emotionally in your past, is this place the right place for you to be? Because for some people, it even though you're, you've, you're helping people, you can actually be hurting yourself in the process if you're not careful about the emotional environment that you're in, okay? Now let's also think about the things that you are the things you excel at these are the things that you can it you can get easy a or you can just do with, without even thinking or not even worried about it versus other people are sweating bullets and have no clue whatsoever what they're doing there are, for example i think about my husband he just knows how to do math. He just loves it. He could just calculate fifty to the square root of three integral four. I'm just coming up with garbage, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, he is excelling at math and logic and variables and engineering, and I could not get my way out Even if you gave me a map and I calculated, I could not figure out how to construct anything. In fact, one of the things that my husband has laughed at over the years is that it is next to impossible for me to build anything from IKEA. Even if you give me, you know how simple all those things are in IKEA. It has like literally a face with no, with little instructions that have like no letters or names. It just has like images and. (laughs) <laughs> little little shapes. It, it should be dummy proof, right? Well, it's not dummy proof for me. I'm trying. I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure things out. I'm not gifted mechanically. I'm not gifted spatially. That's not my thing. You have to think about for yourself, which your thing? Are you logical? Are you spatial? Are you artistic? Are you mechanical? There's so many different ways that we're all gifted at You have to think about what suits you and your personality and your temperament, and actually, that brings me to a another issue: is knowing the areas of 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 subjects or studies that you just freaking love to do. I think about one of my clients, and she took to art art anything art, like with no with no frustration, no difficulty, art history, art culture, the science of art, like all this stuff art related. And she failed almost every math class that she took. <laughs> that was a clear sign for her that perhaps that art was her thing. And instead of ignoring that fact, right? we need to embrace it. Now, obviously in our school, we have to pass certain classes so that we can get our degree or or our diploma or whatever, but, but, but we don't have to specialize in things that we struggle with, specialize in things that it, we need a hope and a prayer to get by. You know yourself better than anybody else. Like the things that you can just take so easily and absorb and not feel frustrated at all. You know that better than anyone else. Now, let's also talk about the what people think about you. So we talked about earlier the things that you you kind of find attractive, you find very fascinating, but let's flip it on the other side and ask, what are you known for? What are you well-regarded for in your industry or in your field? For me, I personally am a master at organizing and planning and getting people together for certain deadlines because that's something that I like to do, I really enjoy doing. But for you, you may be known for something totally different. That's why it's so important for other people to be questioned, to say, hey, you've been around me for five years or 10 years or whatever, your close friend or associate, please ask people who are close to you in your inner circle. Don't just ask any random stranger off the street because they're just going to say anything. I'm talking about friends. I'm talking about close work associates. I'm talking about people that have been around you for an extended amount of time. Ask them what do you, they think you're good at. Ask them what they think you are would be excelling at. And you might be pleasantly surprised about what people think. For the longest time, I didn't want to be a coach. I never thought I would be a coach. But people would always tell me, geez, you have such a motivating, very uh, encouraging spirit. And I didn't really think to myself at the time, like, oh, should I be a coach? I mean, at the time, you know, people were saying this to me. I was still working my day job at for the federal government, and and I just, I think I just started doing personal training on the side. I had no ambitions of doing business coaching for that or anything around that for that matter. But I kept hearing people telling me. You're really, really good with mentoring and supporting and encouraging. In my mind, I thought, well, that was personally personal training at the time because I also liked being outside and being fed and all that stuff. It really will surprise you if you just you set your mom or your dad or your cousin or just someone you hang around a lot and say, hey, you've been around me. You let me Know exactly what is something that I'm a really I have a big strong point and just sit back, listen, and just take notes. Don't don't question them. Don't ask for them to consider other things. Just sit and listen, and then go back to yourself and recalling everything they said. Ask, hey, is this valid? Is this something that maybe perhaps I need to pursue a little bit more? We. If we allow ourselves to listen to other people, they can help guide us into new destinations, new areas of focus that are pretty much more better suited for us that we in comparison than what we're already doing now. So I would encourage you to have that moment and ask someone in your in your network, someone close, obviously, more more about what they think that you're good at. You might be pleasantly surprised about what they have to say. Okay, now let's talk about powerful and life-shaping experiences. This is definitely something that is not really taken into consideration when they are formulating what they want to do in their life. When I sit and I talk with certain people who they're beginning their business, that are beginning something in their journey, and I ask them, like, "What? what did you, why you want to be in this field? And they would tell me, I felt very, very frustrated that no one would support me in this journey, or I didn't feel that a family member or friend that was going through something had someone that could advocate for some for for them i feel that it is helpful for me because i know that experience i know what they're going through i could be a good advocate advocate for them and this role as a fill in the blank a caretaker or a secretary or fill in the blank it, it all depends on each person's life experience, but I know for a fact, I know for a fact that even when I think about my own life, the reason why I'm in the situation that I've been, I am right now, was because I didn't have anyone helping me with a darn grow my business. I really tried to do it solo by myself, and I really struggled a lot. And I don't want you to struggle, especially if you're new to business. I don't want you to struggle. I don't want you to go through a lot of heartaches because you're trying to do that by yourself. So that is the reason why I became a business coach because personally, I struggled so much and I suffered because I didn't want to ask anybody for help. It's kind of sad, but true. I didn't want to ask anyone for any any help. I want you to also think to yourself what particular circumstance, what particular family of origin issue are perhaps observing somebody else? What causes you to feel that your your value, your skills, your knowledge can help improve the lives of another person? When we're focusing on helping to... Grow emotionally ourselves through serving in our profession, we benefit way more than we could have ever considered. I personally believe that we all have been given special opportunities, special circumstances that will allow us to grow us and refine us and to shape us to someone, something, not someone, something that we are definitely called for. I definitely believe that we're all here on earth for a purpose. So if you've been having a lot of, if you had past painful or life-shaping experiences, it was probably there for a reason. Perhaps you need to dig in deep and think about what you've learned from it. And perhaps there are other people that you can help save some grief or hassle or move people faster along the way with their own personal journey. Now, let's think about at the flip side, what are some painful experiences that you've come through as a result? For a lot of us, we have so much that we have learned through a certain painful experience where we've learned as a result, hey, this experience taught me that I don't want to be involved in X, Y, Z, or this experience has taught me that... I really needed to learn more about certain issues. I think about Mary Kay Ash, for example. For those of you who don't know, Mary Kay Ash is the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics. She's been, departed from this earth about, gee, at least 10 years or so. But the lessons that she learned was the basic impetus for the design of her company. If you don't know Mary Kay, she should Google her and, and learn more about it because she was such a phenomenal uh, businesswoman and just a woman, just a wonderful caring woman in general. She started her business, her life um, with her all of her life savings after a 20 years in sale career. She was 45 when she launched her business using basically all the money that she used. She she bought up a local. Cosmetic store and bought their the formula for their lotion. Then they she built from there, and the reason why she built her business where everyone was a independent financial representative, rather than just having a traditional storefront and then selling her cosmetics there, was because. When she was in sales, she didn't want people to not be stifled with selling only one particular way. She wanted to have every woman have their own parties, be their own independent businesswoman, because she felt like for the longest time she was not encouraged as a businesswoman herself. She wanted to pay back in a small little way where everyone could be their own independent businesswoman. Everybody's life is different. That's what worked for her you need to think about for yourself what works for you and think about what experiences that would shape you to create a a certain business a certain way. Everybody has a very unique story. Okay, let's talk about now the, um, pardon me, the things that really, things that work caught and the things that you caught from other people, and let me break that down for you what I'm explaining when I say caught and then taught. When I was in, I think my sophomore year in college, and my professor, Professor Green, he told me that he told me that while my grades were good, I think I had about a 3.0 GPA, literally right on the mark. 3.0, he said. Denise, I know you can do better than this. I want you to at least try to have a 3.2 or higher GPA. And he said it for me to me, not necessarily because he wanted me to be a straight A student. He said it because to me, he knew that I was much more capable than the level of effort that. I was applying myself. For a lot of us, we may need to have that inner push that comes from somebody else, or we remember a little message that seemed innocuous at the time. I still remember that conversation, sitting in his office. He said, "You can do better than this. I want you to push yourself a little bit, high, high, a little higher." That that was something that was caught, meaning that he didn't tell me explicitly. He, but he instilled a value that I never really had about myself in place. There are things that people have told you along the journey of your life where they didn't necessarily tell you to do something, but it instilled a value, instilled an idea, instilled something in your mind that really resonates, resonates with you. I want you to go back in your mind and think about your journey of your life and think about key moments or places or things that stuck with you for a long period of time. Ask yourself, why was that important? Ask yourself, who was involved? Ask yourself, can that be tied to a particular vocation or a particular type of work? All the people that I've known as who are nurses, for example, they they don't have the Florence Nightingale thing, but they have this Desire, deep, passionate desire to help nurture and comfort people. That is just an innate desire that they have. You have desires that either come from within or you've had some family situation or something that someone's told you that really resonated with you and you just can't shake it out. And that comes in, like I said, caught or taught where you either were literally learned it from a life experience or somebody told you something and just really resonated with you. Start thinking about that for your own personal life. Think about all the things that really caught you and has stayed with you over a long period of time. And think about how that might impact certain things that you could be doing in your vocation or your business or whatever you want to do. Once you get a little bit more concrete on those things and the reasons behind it, I trust, I'm trusting and believing that it will help you remove some doubt, remove, remove some uncertainty, and give you some clear focus. Now, just to kind of recap the overview of what I said during our time together, I want you to capture your spiritual gifts, capture the things that you can know to do well and that things that you are been known from, I recommend that you can do a Myers-Briggs or you can search literally your spiritual gifts online. There's so many different ways where you can figure that out. I also want you to think about the things that you're really passionate about could be things that you learned in school or things that you have a natural proclivity to, mathematics or science or chemistry or arts or logic. The sky is the limit as to what you could be doing. I also want you to think about the things that you were naturally drawn to in school or other areas of your life. We typically do well the things that we like. So you might as well investigate and figure that out. Ask people... Your friends, family, close members like, what am I really known for? What do I really do good? Ask their opinion because we might be really good at one area that we never even thought that we could monetize or we thought we could, we should be consider, considering pursuing professionally. Think about your powerful, most powerful life shaping experiences. These are the things that either was. It could be obviously traumatic, but also be very beneficial, very positive that have happened into your life. That may be a big indication that you need to learn more about why that was so powerful and impactful in your life, either positively or negatively. I also think about the things that were you were caught versus taught, meaning the people or the things or the circumstances that really resonated with you over a long period of time. And then lastly, I just want you to think about like the things that you have grown emotionally over the years, that these could be through a life change experience like a birth or a divorce or a move or a, some type of big shift in your life. I know that we all have something that in our life that we can really grow from that we can help other people through our own personal experience. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that what I had shared with you was was beneficial. If there was something that really caught your ear, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message at hello at deniseglee.com. I'd love to talk with you a little bit more about that later. But that is it. Thank you again for listening. And wherever you are in your journey in in your business or in your life, know that the solutions will come to you if you have an earnest and willing heart. And with that, take care and be awesome.